So I'm praying that the Lord will help me. I'll do what I can. It's minimal. It's just the only thing really is just obedience. It's the Lord that does the work really. But I have to be obedient to the Lord so I've got some work to do to accomplish my obedience to the Lord. And to that end, I read from the 108th Psalm. If you are guest here tonight, welcome. I'm glad you're here. If this is your first time at New Life, I want you to know it's always this good. <laughs> Amen. David hungers after the fulfilled promise given to Moses and to Joshua. And he writes... Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, psaltery and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is Great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth. That thy beloved may be delivered, save with thy right hand. That's power. That's not a literal right hand. That's power. And answer me. God has spoken in his holiness. I'm going to rejoice about what God has spoken. That's what God spoke. I'll divide Shechem. I'm giving it to you. I'm going to meet out the valley of Sukkoth. I'm giving that to you. David said... Gilead is mine. You need Gilead. There's a bomb that comes from Gilead. Ramoth of Gilead is a city set on a hill where when you wound a tree, certain sap comes from those wounded trees and it can heal all manner of sickness on the body and inside and out, the balm of Gilead. So I'm taking Gilead, that's mine. And Manasseh, that's mine. And Ephraim is the strength of my head. That's my helmet. And Judah, well, there's a king coming from Judah. The lawgiver is coming from Judah. That's all that I'm receiving. But the ninth verse is not what I'm receiving. It's what I'm going to conquer. Moab. Moab. They're going to be my wash pot. I'm going to wash my hands in Moab. 
Let me just skip to the last. Philistia, the Philistines, I'm going to triumph over that band of guerrilla terrorists. Here's the second of the three. But Edom, I'm taking dominion over Edom. I'm casting my shoe over Edom. When I walked in, I felt the glory of God in this house. I felt the Lord moving. I felt all of us filled with faith and expectation. I want the Lord to do something only He can do. If you read Psalm 108, this is not the only time that David prayed the prayer or sang the song or pinned the words. He said it twice. He said it in Psalm 60 that the Lord also spoke from his holiness. And he rejoiced about what was his. Shechem, Sukkoth, Gilead, Manasseh, Ephraim, and Judah. And then he got to verse 8 of Psalm 60. Not just Psalm 108. And he said, Moab is my wash pot. He kept saying it over and over. Edom, I'm going to cast my shoe. And Philistia, the Philistines, I'm going to triumph. Amen. I believe the Lord's going to do something great in this house. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Have your divine will among the people. Let the foolish things confound the wise. Let the simple things and the same, the things that are considered as a base, let them bring great glory to your name even now in this time. I pray it in the matchless name that's above every other name in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, for dominion, power, and deliverance. Let the Shekinah glory of the Most High God make its residue felt in this house of worship I pray right now against everything that would divide everything that would interrupt everything that would detour every stronghold I pray it right now I preach by the authority of your written word and the power that's in your name and the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's hill let it be present right now every drop of blood from your head to your feet and your torso I pray that the blood of the spotless lamb would reside in this house over every believer and non-believer and every person who is struggling I pray against every principality and power and every ruler of the darkness of the air and everything that would exalt itself above God I pray let every stronghold and dominion Lord I take dominion let it come down in Jesus name I pray right now over the people of the most high God Lord you are the shepherd we are the sheep we're knocking at the door you are the great high priest ever making intercession for us Lord and I stand here tonight with authority of the Holy Ghost and I pray right now the Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do by the authority of your word. I pray right now according to your good pleasure. Hallelujah. And all the people receive it with a great shout and with a hand clap of praise. Come the Lord is your God. Hey!
Everybody said amen. amen. Please indulge me with a little Bible study and you may be seated. I'm not a Jewish man. I'm an Italian, sort of. Jewish tradition is a little more complex than what most of our biblical versions might explain. Some of the translations that you buy online or at the bookstore are not actually translations. They are closely following biblical commentaries. They look like Bibles, but they're really well-written reviews of the Scripture. When it comes to certain parts of the Bible, the interpreters, or should I say Bible commentators, arrange the Scripture for the express purpose of the American mind. I get it. In some cases, there's nothing left out, nothing changed. It's wonderful. But there are other scriptures which are glaringly different than the original. And then we have to revert back to as far back as we can go to the 1611 King James Version to see it a little clearer. The Jewish people had customs very different from our customs. The Jewish people even today have customs different. Their oral tradition has kept the scripture alive even through times of great difficulty, war, and the depletion of their libraries. They had different customs of ownership and of authority and how that's transferred. In some of those cases, it was customary. <laughs> To use a shoe to both declare that you were giving up possession of something. Or to take your shoe and cast it in order to take back possession of something. One shoe, two different meanings. One act, two different outcomes. The dependency on the meaning and the outcome was determined by what side you stood. If you didn't have the necessary funds to make a purchase, you were given up, then you offered your shoe as a sign of surrender. But if you were ready to take ownership, authority, you took off your shoe and you cast it forward in a symbolic way of declaration that it belonged to you. Tonight, I've come to collect... And I've come to cast ownership over something in your life. Sounds a little strange to the modern Christian. Our cultural preferences are not aligned with the Jewish thought that occupied the pages of our Bible. Especially that of the Old Testament. But in those days when a man died, both his property and his surviving wife could be obtained in purchase and in marriage, respectively, by the nearest family member relative who was a man. They called that the kinsman redeemer. It's a little strange to us. The kinsman redeemer had to be of the same bloodline in order to qualify. 
There were oftentimes wealth and riches passed along, properties, articles that could be obtained. But along with it, the nearest person in the family also had to take on the surviving spouse. So when you open up the book of Ruth, what you'll find is a man named Elimelech who becomes one of those men who thinks that leaving the land of his father is a good idea. He leaves Judah in order to make more money in the land of idolatry and sin. But he didn't just leave by himself. Most men don't. No, he took his two sons and his wife, Naomi. The Old Testament book opens up by saying that there was a famine in the land of Judah. And in this time of want, Elimelech thinks, are you still with me? Elimelech thinks that it would be better to support his family in the world than to struggle in the land of promise. Are you with me now? (laughs) I hope someone is hearing this. Elimelech left his land that was his inheritance. He owned a portion of that property around the city of Bethlehem. But the famine seems to force his choice. So he picks up his young sons and his wife. He moves to Moab, who were the arch enemies of Israel at the time. He negotiated his convictions for Thanes. In his mind, Moab had more to offer. Think of this. He took his young and impressionable sons to a worldly place. He took them and they ended up marrying Moabite girls. Neither of those young girls knew the Lord or had any relationship with Israel. Both in time died. Elimelech and his sons, they died. They died in Moab. And his surviving wife, Naomi, she has nothing left. So she turns to her two daughters-in-law and says to them, I love you, but I've got to go back home. She gives them a kiss. She turns to leave. One of them goes back to Moab. But when Ruth looks at her mother-in-law, Naomi, Ruth says, I've got to go with you. I'm a widow. I'd rather be with you in a place I've never been than to be here. So your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Where you die, that's where I'm going to die too. But I'm not leaving you, Naomi. And for that proclamation, Naomi and Ruth, they pack whatever they can and can carry and travel back to Judah. They are empty. They are poor. No one to care for them besides themselves. But they're going home. And I won't labor here long, but they join with those people who were also poor And the Bible says they gathered grain at the corners of a field. It wasn't just any field. It was the field of a man named Boaz. Ruth is in the field working alongside her mother-in-law when Boaz notices her. He falls in love with Ruth. Boaz falls in love with Ruth. And in short order, he wants to marry Ruth. But he finds out that not only is she a widow, but that her deceased husband and father-in-law have left her land. The tragedy of it is, he's not the first relative in line to marry her. Boaz is not the nearest kinsman. There's another man in the way. You had to be of the same bloodline to have access to the bride. Think of it. You had to be in the bloodline. 
Let's just do a Bible study. Are you ready for Bible study? John 4, 24. God is a spirit. John 1, 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. How is he declaring him? God's a spirit. Jesus said to the disciples, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I. Handle me and see. For a spirit hath not flesh and blood and bones, rather, as ye see me have. Philip was with the Lord one day, and he said, Lord, if you'll show us the Father, we'll be satisfied. That's when Jesus said, and I quote John 14, 9, Philip, have I been so long time with you, and yet you don't know me. He that has seen me has seen the Father, because God's a spirit. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Speaking of Jesus, Hebrews says that Jesus made the worlds and everything therein. Who being in the brightness of his glory, he is the express image of his person, upholding all things by the word of his own power. I say this because after centuries of blood sacrifices, when the blood of lambs and goats and sheep and turtle doves and oxen could not suffice, God wanted to come and die for the sins of the whole world, but God is a spirit. He wanted to redeem us. But the only way for God to shed his own blood is that he had to come as a man. For the spirit to be a kinsman redeemer, he had to take on the form of a man. Who, Jesus, being in the form of God, what does the Bible say? Thought it not robbery to be equal to God. But he made himself, the Bible says, of no reputation and took upon him the form of a serpent, servant and was in the likeness of men. And being formed in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Jesus is the physical form of the eternal spirit. When you get to heaven, the only person you're ever going to see is Jesus Christ. He is the redeemer that made the purchase to buy our sins. Because as Peter wrote, are you ready? For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish or without spot. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. The kinsman redeemer had to be related to the bloodline and the spirit had no relation to you until the spirit wrapped himself in flesh and died and became a man. That's why the Bible says all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Jesus bodily. There's only one God. You're only going to see one God. There's only one God. There's only one Lord. The Bible says there's only one faith. In fact, the Bible even goes as far and says there's only one way to be baptized. Uh-oh. <laughs> Boaz wants to marry Ruth. Come on, guys. Have you ever wanted to marry somebody? But somebody's in the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I won't go down that road, but it's a wonderful road to take. I saw Tammy. First time I saw Tammy, I said to my friend Anthony Harper, who pastors in Michigan now, I said, Anthony, who is that girl? He said, I already met her. Do you want me to introduce? I said, yes. I asked her out on a date 
on a dinner with all of her friends. And it was so wonderful. I was ready. And she said, I got plans. (laughs) Somebody's in the way. He loves Ruth. But there's an issue. He's not next in line. There's another relative that could have the land that wants the land. There's another relative that could take possession of the property left by her father-in-law and her deceased husband. So Boaz goes to the gate where all the power of the government takes place. One year when we were going through Israel, we went upon a city and the gates are still intact. But the gates aren't like a swinging gate. The gates are large stone arcs. And when you go through the gates, the gates are long. There's a cove on the left side and a cove on the right side. And this is where all the magistrates and the governors and the leaders of the city sat. And they did the business of the city in the gates. It's no wonder why Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And the gates, which were the government, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm going I'm to rise up and just say this right now. Jesus is greater than all the governments of hell he's going to build a church and the governments of hell the gates of hell shall not prevail against it Ah. and he brings this man this this nearest relative to the gates where the where the men the elders and he said in ruth four and one come over here my friend sit down and he sat down verse two and Boaz took, are you with me? Ruth 2, 4, 2. He took the ten of the elders of the town and he said, sit here. And they all sat down. Then he said to the kin's redeemer, Naomi, who's come back from Moab, she's selling the piece of land that belonged to our brother Elimelech. You know, he died. I thought I should bring the matter to your, to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of all those seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you redeem it, go ahead and do it. But if you're not going to redeem it, tell me. So I will. Because no one has the right to buy it except you. You're the next in line. But if you don't want it, give it to me. And the man said, I'll buy it. I'll redeem it. Watch this. You see, the enemy will take all that you have and leave you in the dust. He'll take the good out of your life. He's not interested in you. He'll strip you of your pure thoughts, of your purity, of your passion, of your conscience. He'll take the possessions of your life away. And when you're done, he'll just wipe you away. He don't care about you. Hear me. The world doesn't care about you. The devil doesn't care about you. All the things in the world, they're all going to fade away. When the world is done with you, hear me, ladies and gentlemen, when the world is done with you, you'll be worse off than you were when you first came. Watch, Pastor, when the world is done with you, you'll have less than when you started. They'll act like they want you, but when they get a hold of you, they'll take all the good out of you. The kinsman, he wanted the property. He said, I'll take it. I'll take the land. Yeah. And then Boaz said, oh, by the way, verse 5. On the day you buy the land from Naomi and from Ruth, the Moabitess. See, there's two involved. By the way, there's a widow involved. When you acquire the dead man's property, you also have to marry the widow in order to maintain the name of the property. At this, the kinsman redeemer said, I can't do it. He's not telling the truth. 
He says, because now I might endanger my own estate. You can redeem it. See, he wanted the property, but he didn't want the woman. He wanted the assets, but he didn't want the bride. He wanted the possessions, but he didn't want the relationship. Verse 7, just for our Bible study. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal, his shoe, and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing a transaction in Israel. So the kinsman redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his shoe. There's two parts. The first part is, when you take possession and you want to occupy, you cast your shoe. When the person who can't afford it, he gave you the shoe. I've come here tonight to do something. I've come here to take what the devil has to give up. He's got to give up possession. And I've come for another purpose. I'm here to cast my shoe over everything that afflicts your life. I got to read the scripture. Luke 10, 19. Jesus said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I like the last promise that Paul wrote to the church at Rome. Don't be discouraged, he said. Rome, I know it's a wicked place. It's vile. There's oppression in the city. There's a ruthless ruler on the throne. But Paul said in verse 20 of Romans 16, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you amen it's gonna be because god is gonna bruise the head of satan under your feet that was a promise to the church here pastor the lord never gives a promise without fulfillment of his word he has never failed in completion and that is an awesome thought because david said i was young and now i'm old but i've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread i'm here to take something from the enemy and i'm here to cast my shoe and take dominion over the things that are afflicting this house and the church shechem is mine sukkot is mine gilead is mine but i'll tell you what about manessa that's going to be mine too but i'm here to take Edom and over all the power of the enemy I'm here to cast my shoe over everything that afflicts you I'm here to cast my shoe over every perversion of the world I take authority over every thought over every demonic spirit I got a word for you, Justin. I'm taking authority over everything that binds you. I'm casting my shoe, Justin, over everything that afflicts your life. I'm taking authority over everything that, that binds you up and oppresses you. And I'm losing the spirit of freedom in your life. In the name of Jesus, I take dominion over every power that resides and temptation. Devil, you get your hands off of Justin. You gotta give up. You gotta give up. I take authority over it. You cannot buy him. You cannot purchase him. You don't have the power and you don't have the blood. But I believe in the Lord tonight. Speak it out of your mouth. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, the blood of Jesus is against you, devil. The blood of Jesus is against you. You didn't buy him. You couldn't make the purchase, but the Lord made the purchase. So you give it up right now, and I cast my shoe of dominion. I got a little work to do now. You may not understand it, but I believe that what I'm doing in the spirit is going to manifest itself in the natural. I've got a revivalist right here. I've got a leader of men right here. I've got a Bible study teacher right here. I've got a pillar standing right here. The devil doesn't see it, but the Lord knows it. I know it's a little strange for some of you, but I didn't come here just to preach a sermon. I came here to take dominion. I'm going to take what the devil cannot afford. I'm going to take back some things. I've come here to do a work of the kingdom. It's the Lord's work. He gave us power to tread on serpents, the spirits of the darkness of this world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I take dominion right now over everything that binds you. Right now, I cast my shoe against fear. I cast my shoe against fear. I'm casting against doubt. I'm casting, hey, I cast my shoe against fear. I take dominion over fear. There is no fear of the Lord. I'm casting my shoe against fear. I pray against it. The devil, he operates in fear. But the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love and a power and of a sound mind. a little work to do in this house I didn't come just to entertain you I came to take dominion if you have the Holy Ghost let it come out of your mouth right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I'm casting my I'm casting my shoe against division, against the schisms in the church. I cast my shoe against everyone who would try to interrupt the church, every spirit, because serpents and scorpions were not animals, those were spiritual darknesses. Cast my shoe against disease and sickness. The sickness of the body, 
and the sickness of the mind. I cast my shoe against it and I'll tell you how I can do it. With his stripes we are healed. I plead the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that his stripes will take care of every sin. I cast my shoe against every sickness and every disease in Jesus' name. I take dominion over it. Listen, this is not the first time, it's just the second time. It's been a long time since I cast my shoe. But I'm casting my shoe tonight because I'm going to take dominion over everything that occupies your life that is against God and is keeping you from power, the Holy Ghost, and freedom and joy. Don't think I'm the one doing it. I'm not the one doing it. It's the Holy Ghost that's doing it. I'm just being obedient to the, to the word of God. Hear me. Don't trust in me. Trust in the Lord. His word is forever settled in heaven. I'm just doing what God has already told me to do. He gave you something that we are standing here to take dominion over everything. I cast my shoe. Moab is my wash pod. And Philistia will have triumph. But over Edom, I'm casting my shoe. Come on now. I'm believing. Who wants it? Who wants that? Who wants that? Listen. Listen. The light and the darkness can't occupy the same space. Because the Bible says light hath no fellowship with darkness. But Paul wrote, the light reproves the darkness. I'm here to take dominion over all the darkness of our city. I'm here to take dominion over the darkness and the powers of our community. Hear me, don't you know we got the power? Hey, there's no community, there's no government that we cannot take down. You take it down by the authority of the word of God because God's more powerful. Nobody is bigger than God. Nobody has more authority than God. I'm casting my shoe over every darkness of this town, over every principality that occupies our place. You ought to lift up your head. I'm casting my shoe in the name of Jesus. I take authority, dominion over it. Hey, I felt this in the Holy Ghost when I walked in. I said, Lord, I know people need to have counselors. They need to go through programs. They need to be committed to the scripture. They got to have a daily prayer life. I know that over time people can be delivered. I know that over time people can, they can flush out all the junk that's in them. I pray this prayer. But Lord, for a moment, would you just lose someone from depression? Would you lose them in a moment? just what the Lord told me to do so I'm casting my shoe against depression I take dominion over depression I take dominion over anxiety I take dominion over every thought that goes through your mind that you're not loved and nobody loves you and there's no way out I cast my shoe over it and I say be gone 
in the name of Jesus we take authority over depression sermon I came to take authority so that you could be delivered here's what the enemy has told some of your kids some of your grown children the enemy told them that the church is a dead end and there's a lot more in the world but the devil is a liar. He's a liar. But your wayward and backslidden children, they don't know it because the world doesn't want a relationship with them. They just want to take their talents and their gifts, their youth, their desires, their ambition, their money, their careers, their energy, and everything else. And when the world is done with them, the spirit of the age will cast them aside because he wants their talents, their good, and their possessions, but he doesn't want to have a relationship with them. Only Jesus Christ wants a relationship. He wants to bring you in as as his bride. That's why he came. Jesus is your greatest kinsman redeemer you'll ever see in your life. And we are the church, the representation of the body of Jesus Christ on the earth come up here Scott help me help me you're on that side I'm on this side we're casting a shoe over every stronghold of the devil that has bound up confused constrained and stolen our children we're not ready are you about ready everybody that's in your family that you know that's not serving God that needs to serve God you lift up your voice and you shout out their names and you say devil you cannot have them you can't pay for them you don't have the blood to do it so you gotta give up possession and we take authority I cast my shoe over every young person over every young adult over everyone who's backslidden we take dominion over them to Ed. Give it to Ed. Cast that shoe, Ed. Cast that shoe. The devil can't have your kids. Here, Autumn. Here, Autumn. Autumn. Cast this shoe. The devil can't have Eden. Cast that shoe. The devil can't have them. If you got a backslidden child, you ought to come up and grab that shoe and just cast it. I know it may sound silly, but you ought to pray right now in Jesus' name. We take dominion. We take dominion. (sighs) 
I know it sounds and looks a little crazy. Just, just bear with us right now. We're just acting out the Bible. It's not the American way, but we're doing it unto the Lord. Intercession is going forward. Intercession is going forward. That's right, mama. That's right, mama. In the name of Jesus. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. somebody out there give me some fingers that if your children came back to God in this house how many would your family represent how many they're living in this area how many would they represent give me some thank you four three seven ten I've lost track I can't even count them all but I'll bet you there's 150 I'll bet there's 200 you ought to lift up your voice right now and say, devil, you did not pay for them. You've got you've to take it up right now. You've got to give up and we're taking possession. Are you ready for the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is about to be poured out. John. The blood of Jesus is greater than every doctor's report. Whose report will we believe? The blood is greater than all the doctors. In the name of Jesus, I pray. What the devil could not afford, the Lord paid the price. <laughs> Come on, you ought to risk. <laughs> I feel the glory of the Most High God in this house. Listen, we're just, we're doing this together as a family. Just take that right now and just for your kids, for your son, I pray for your oldest son. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Every philosophy that's against God. 
there be awakening right now in Jesus name I want you both to cast a shoe against the devil he's got to give up he can't afford their soul he didn't purchase their salvation and I want you to take dominion over his name at the listen listen to pastor when it looks like there's no hope when it looks like there's no way out God can step in right there don't ever give up hope cast that shoe right now in Jesus name cast that shoe right now in Jesus name cast it on the floor in the name of Jesus hear us Lord hear us Lord hear us Lord in Jesus name I pray the prayer I pray the prayer in Jesus name okay we're gonna pray the prayer let God be true and every man a liar come on we're gonna pray let God be true every man a liar Pray that right now out of your mouth. In the name of Jesus, let your word be manifest and come forth. In the name of the Most High God. In the name of the Most High God. Everybody who didn't come up here, let me just tell you, I'm casting my shoe on your behalf. I'm casting my shoe for your healing, for your deliverance. I cast my shoe over prescription drugs. I cast my shoe over opiums that you're hooked on right now. I cast my shoe of deliverance over all that. I'm casting my shoe over all the things that you're dealing with right now and every addiction that you go through. I'm casting my shoe against it right now in Jesus' name. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to empty our seats there's not enough room at the altar so don't worry about it just empty your seat get out of where you are pray that God get somewhere in this building besides where you're sitting and I want you to pray that God would do a miraculous work there's many praise to prayer to pr prayers to pray we're going to pray tonight for revival that God would open up to us a powerful revival and that the devil would lose his grip on the people in our community in Jesus name just come forward we're about to pray come band come together come together we're gonna sing and we're gonna pray and God is gonna bring deliverance in the name of Jesus everyone who is ill in their body please raise your hand if you're ill in whatever way you're sick raise your hand right now in the name of Jesus if you're sick right now raise your hand if you're ill you have some issue right now going on raise your hand in the name of Jesus I cast my shoe over against every sickness and disease by the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus I cast my shoe against it
going out of your mouth pray it right now in the name of Jesus say I plead the blood over that right now I plead the blood over that right now in Jesus name I plead the blood over it right now Okay, I'd like to have a show of hands. Young people, young girls, young guys, look at me. I'd like to have a show of hands. If you're praying for your mother or father, if you're praying for them right now, I'd like to have a show of hands that you're praying for your mother or your father or both. Would you lift up your hand if you're interceding for them? If you'll do it right now, raise up your hands. Who's over here? Raise up your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, lift up your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Keep your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Who's praying for the mom and dad? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're interceding for them right now in Jesus' name. Who's interceding for a father? Lift up your hand if you're interceding for your father. Who's interceding for a mama? Raise your hand if you're interceding for your mother. In the name of Jesus. Now everybody lift up your hands right now. We're praying right now. We pray, Lord, send ministering spirits to wherever they are in Jesus' name. Let the angels of God be manifest. Let something be pulled at their heart. Let their thoughts return to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for that. Yay! Take authority over that. I take dominion over that spirit that binds them up over confusion. <laughs> 